When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to this hybrid podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chalmers, and this is the Sunday session as we look to discuss a lot of the transfer speculations surrounding Rangers right now and some of the talking points from yesterday's 1-0 win over St Mirren. First of all tonight, I've got Andy. Andrew, how are you? How's things? Um, ever so slightly under the, the weather, Ross. <clears throat> a bit of a throat issue, a bit nasally. Um, caught my son's cold. Didn't really do much... For it. Uh, yesterday's result, and it did, did a lot for the result, not the game, not the performance. Yeah. But um, today's news is helping ever so slightly. So I'm sure we'll get about it. You love transfer speculation, though. You were all the same. And we're joined by Tommy as well. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I unfortunately for the listeners and the watchers have a perfectly fine working voice and throat this evening. So yeah, unlucky for everybody. Short straw. No, I'm sure they'll be buzzing to, get, uh, to hear all your thoughts, Tommy, as usual. So th- I think there's only one place to start tonight, to be honest with you. Usually when we go through these uh, Sunday podcasts, we maybe have a wee look at the game from the from the weekend first. But I think tonight there's only one place to start. Um, last couple of hours, uh, it's been reported that Rangers are, are looking to secure a, a deal for Oscar Cortez. He's a winger from Lons. Um, I think it's a loan deal initially they're pushing for, maybe with a buy option in there as well. He's a 20-year-old winger. He was only signed by loans, I think, in the summer there by four point for four point five million euros. Should I say? He came from Colombia at that point. I think I was reading earlier that the the two clubs are owned by the by the same group, so it's maybe one of those moves where it's all about development of the player. Uh, he's played ten times this season. He scored four goals and two assists, so a, a good record for a twenty year old. And a lot of the scouting reports out there are saying, you know, he's quite direct, strikes the ball very well, and is a good finisher. Tommy, I'll come to you first on this. Give me your thoughts on the the link to Oscar Cortez, and and are you kind of happy that Rangers are trying to move into this market of essentially players from further further beyond? How, how do you look at it? Yeah, uh, I think it's definitely the right thing, and I think Niels Coppin, the football board, the club in general have already identified and put a lot of effort in behind the scenes since Niels Coppin has come in with the absolute buy-in of Philippe Clement. By the way, this has not been done to him. I don't think anybody would expect anything to be getting done to the manager anyway, of identifying these markets, much like a lot of the players that we've been linked with. If you take even Diomande, Hefty, these type of people as well, whilst they may come from South America or Africa or whatever, they also have a, they've been in Europe. So if you look at Diomande out in um, Denmark, look at Hefty playing and even though it's short term playing in, in Cyprus, it's the same here. So it's all about that mitigation of risk. If you can start to score things off instead of going to a market and being the first person to bring somebody to Europe, yeah, there's always a chance there that you do that because you get ahead of the pack. Then if you can mitigate that by saying they've played in Europe, they've acclimatised or whatever, they've brought the family over, they've, they've done that transfer, it's always helpful. So definitely in terms of where we're going with this, there's bargains to be found and we need to be in that market and we need to be trying to get gems and then bring them in let them leave with a winner's medal or several winner's medals 
and with a healthy profit going into the bank balance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Andy, how do you look at this one? Is this an assignment that excites you? Do you know much about the player? Have you managed to do your research in the last couple of hours? In the last couple of hours, no, not particularly. Um, however, it does excite me to an extent. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Beal ruined transfer windows for me. When you look at YouTube clips and stats and various other things like that, Lammers and Dessers, etc., you've seen them. We'll get on to Dessers later. Um, you kind of ruined it for me a wee bit. I agree with Tommy. This one, this one makes sense from what I've seen. Our very own John Walker put a thread up, um, which I like. I like to look of. Um, and why wouldn't we? We've been needing somebody like this since Phil Clement came in. We've lost Danilo. We've lost Abella Sima. We need to replace them both. Not that this guy won't replace both, but he might replace Sima. He could replace Sima. We've been needing a winger for God knows how long. He seems to have a good pedigree. He's a goal scorer. He seems fast. Um, everything I think you need to win or potentially do well in Scotland, he seems to have. He's a good age. Um, we get him now and pay for him later. This buy now, pay later. That seems to be all the rage at the moment. Europe-wide, I suppose, for various reasons we won't get into. Um, it just makes total sense for me. It makes absolute total sense. And I, I know I've spoken about it in my friends group and on here. Sometimes we can be very short-sighted. We'll get into Shankland at one point. I'm sure I may as well mention him. Somebody was going to mention him. Um, some people may accuse you of being short-sighted. I've always said he would do a job for us, but I've also caveated that with, we don't know if Clement fancies him, and who does Clement fancy? I think we've got to put our trust in Clement. I think he's went to the board and says, get me these players now. We'll deal with it in the summer, and I'll show you what I can do. And what he's done so far, I think we trust him. I think this one makes total sense. Yeah, so just think, on that, I, I don't think we're going to get Philippe Clement coming out and saying about Cortez or anything. Like, I spotted him when he was 12 or 13 in, uh, in the Unders, yeah. and I've watched his career ever since. I, I don't think we're going to get to that level. Uh, so. Well done, Andy, as well. You, that, I, I had it about 10 minutes, I think, before Shankland was mentioned. You've managed to hit it in five minutes. That's impressive. Yeah, I think it's been mentioned a hell of a lot more later. <laughs> You might as well throw it in there because it's going to get mentioned at some point. I'm sure it's going to be mentioned right up until the deadline uh, this coming week. Tommy, obviously it's broken the last couple of hours and it, and, and it, it sounds like it's moving fast. It sounds like Rangers are really pushing to agree a deal. Is is that something you would expect to get done over the next couple of days? What, what, what do you think? Is this something that you think the club will be able to go over the line? So the, the club are definitely interested. There's no there's no two ways about that. And as a deal that they are looking, they're looking to do. Um, in terms of the stories about he's, he's on route immediately and it's it's done, that's that's not correct. There's still a little way to go. So the clubs are definitely still talking, the agents are talking, the players are interested, all that type of really good stuff. But um, it's not over the line yet. Club very, very keen to get it over the line though. And so I would expect without any last minute series, series hiccups that we, we should be seeing Cortez and a Rangers jersey relatively relatively soon in the next few days or whatever. But yeah, talks that um rumors that he's maybe on a flight already and all that type of stuff. That those aren't those are wide of the mark at this point. You sound very much like Philip Clement there, Tommy, where you're trying to calm everyone down and you know it's not done until it's done. Then you know the signature has to be on the bit of paper and, and I think that's signings fair. Are, I think we all, uh, yeah. Signings are a marathon signings are a marathon. Yeah. Uh yeah. not a sprint. Uh, that's it. But I can yeah, that's certainly that's certainly what the um uh what the position is right now as uh yeah. Lots of conversations going on, but it's not over the line yet, and he's not signed. Cool. No, that, that, that's that's good for everyone to hear. I hope everyone's um, maybe not let down by that news as such. But yeah, it's, it's good to hear that Rangers are keen to get this over the line. Looks like a really good profile player. Something I want to ask you both, actually, before we move on, because I think a lot coming into this window is we need a striker, we need a striker. I, I think we've said for the last two or three years we, we would like to sign a right winger, right? It, and it looks like he's able to play on either side, which is good. And I'll ask you first, uh, was a winger the a priority position to target this window for you? Um, yes, but probably not. As you say, they're not as much of a priority as a striker. Um, but I yeah. think it is. Obviously, that's been made more of a, a need with SEMA. With the SEMA issue, obviously, that, that makes sense. I think in Scotland you you just you need pacey wingers. It seems to be the teams we play against, apart from Celtic, Hearts, perhaps Aberdeen, um, fast wingers win games. As simple as that. You get so much, um, so many chances from that. If you've got a striker who's in form and who hangs around the penalty spot, you're going to you're going to score goals. Wingers are 
very, very, very important in, in general, but in Scotland in particular, I think. So, yes, I think it probably was a a main one, but not perhaps as main as the strikers. I think we still need a striker. We'll get into yesterday, we'll get into whether Dessers is re-establishing himself as a Rangers number nine or not, or opinions. Um, as it stands, no, for me, striker is still the main one. But yes, it's still, it's still needed. Tommy, what about yourself on that? Was a winger something that, that you wanted to prioritise in this window? Did you think it was necessary for Rangers? I did, actually, yeah. And I think uh, I think I was on our mid-season review. Uh, and if people haven't checked that out, why not? Uh, saying exactly that, I think it was left back, uh, maybe a, a central midfielder, maybe another winger. D- didn't obviously expect anything to happen to Abdi Lassima, um, but obviously a striker as well. I don't think anybody's walking past that. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. So yeah, if we can get if we can get that left back in as well, get a winger, get a another forward uh, on top of Silva, who obviously plays out a little bit wide, then I think we're all we're pretty good there. I think we'll be pretty happy generally as a as a group in terms of the fan base with the way the window's gone. Some of that might rest on who we can get out the door as well, and I'm sure we'll talk about that here because all things are dependent or contingent on other deals happening sometimes, and that's the same for our club as it is for everybody else's. Well, Hugo Bear has the same thought as you there. He says, um, what about departures? Too many in the squad that aren't good enough. Um, we'll come on to Jose Cifuentes now. Um, he was obviously linked last night with a with a loan move to Rizespor, I believe. I think that's how it's pronounced in Turkey. Um, I think they were looking to, I think Rangers were looking to put in a two million buy option in there. Not an obligation, I believe. I think it's a buy option. Cifuentes, I think we can all say he's probably struggle to settle in Glasgow. We've not really seen the best of them. I think, from my personal opinion, I'm not really sure the system that we play suits Jose Cifuentes. He looks to maybe be a player that suits playing a three in midfield, and we don't play that. We play a two in midfield, and I'm not really sure you see the best of them deeper in the park. I'll come to you first on this, Tommy. When you heard the news about Jose Cifuentes last night, what was the initial reaction? Were you a bit you know, gutted to see the player go. He was only he only came in six months ago. Or do you think this is maybe a move that Rangers are going to try and you know get him used to European football and hopefully bring him back in the future? How do you look at it? Well, there's always that angle. I definitely wasn't gutted. Need to need <laughs> to admit that. Um, yeah, definitely didn't swing swing that particular way. A wee bit of disappointment because there was a there was a wee bit of an aura around about yeah. Fuentes in terms of up and coming that South American midfielder. What can he do? Are you going to get that? I don't know if I suffer from the same thing as everybody else or different, but when you're getting players from these types of leagues, you are hoping that they're going to be the gem. And it's that it's that bargain, it's that diamond that everybody always looks for. It hasn't worked for a whole host of reasons. I don't think he naturally got up to speed. He'd already played a full season. There was a couple of niggling injuries. He hasn't naturally looked absolutely his best in a Rangers jersey. There's been wee flashes. If he can go away and rehabilitate himself at another club and get up to speed um, and then come back and fight for his jersey and do something, I think that's fine. If there was a reasonable amount of money, two million's been been quoted, obviously, which is an uplifting profit, um, probably break even when you factor in different things. But I wouldn't be absolutely, to use your phrase, gutted if he was to go at the end of the season. I, I think that's one that I probably look at it and I go, he's not done enough to make me feel that he's an absolute sticker. He's a Michael Beal signing, and I'm not saying they're all terrible. If we can get him out and Philippe Clement gets a chance to bring in a Clement Coppin signing, I'd probably be happier with that type of scenario than anything else. I think that's a fair way to look at it, isn't it? If you can move a player out that, that you know, that the manager just ultimately doesn't fancy for him to be able to bring in his own players, then surely the club have to do that. I think there's always a there's always a real sense of frustration when players come into Rangers and they don't do well and they're sold on quickly. But ultimately, is that not what you want the club to do? If the player isn't performing and we can get a deal for him, then you move him on and you bring someone else in. I think that's just the way you got to look at it. Most well, I wouldn't say most transfers, but a lot of transfers don't work out. You just kind of have to accept that. You're always going to have certain ones that don't work. So, looks like Jose Fuentes hasn't worked, unfortunately, at this moment in time. You never know in the future. Maybe he goes out on loan, finds a bit of form, comes back. I'll ask you on that, Andy, as well. What what was your kind of initial reaction to that? Is this something you you wouldn't be really bothered about if Jose Fuentes left? Doesn't really bother me. No, no, no. Same as Tommy. Very kind of. Nah, I don't really bother much about it. Again, Michael Peel, um, I'll mention him. Um, he was going to take us to another level, if you remember, correct? The, the saga went on so long, he was going to do this and do that, and I bought into it, as we all did, I'm sure. Um, I don't know, I can't remember Reese talking at great length on a podcast about him, but I know he, he spoke in the WhatsApp group about him, and I feel the same way as Reese. I don't think he offers much. I think it's telling when 
I personally class a, a, a replacement right back, which we bought, as a as a better midfielder than him. If you know what I mean, I don't. I just don't see what he offers to the team. He may go away, shine and come back, and that would be fantastic. But as it stands at the moment, he's not going to get into the start of the eleven. I don't see where he could fit in at the start of the eleven. He doesn't deserve to be in the start of the eleven, so it makes total sense to to offload him now. Uh, sorry, yeah. Ross, sorry to jump in on you again there, but no, people, have asked us, people have asked us via DMs and stuff like that and, and in the comments previously on other pods, can they join that WhatsApp group that uh, this Andy just referenced there? One, uh, no, it's just it's just us uh, in terms of that, but two, trust me, I mute it most of the time. You don't want to join it, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare most of the time. It's wild. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, trust me, we're doing all the all the followers <laughs> and subscribers a favour. Uh, I'm not, not allowing you to join that at any point in time. There you go. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. There's a few comments here. Most of the most people in the in the comments are actually agreeing with the, the points of view in Cifuentes. I think most people feel is it probably is the right move for him. Um, Kale says here the system we play doesn't suit Cifuentes, but there's a player in there. If he moves on, I wish him well. CGM55. Cifuentes looked amazing for 20 minutes in the debut until he got goal ruled out. He's been crap ever since. I would avoid the American market from now on. It's actually something I've felt as well. I'm not sure that MLS market's really working for us at this point. It might be something the club maybe have to look at. Maybe the player... I, th- I think what Cifuentes really struggled with was the, the adaptation to European football. He looked... I, I don't want to say he looked sluggish, but I think he always looked a bit surprised at the pace of the game. I especially felt it in that first game against PSV in the Champions League qualifier. Obviously, that's a level up from what he was playing in the MLS. And that first half, he, he, he really, really, really struggled. Um, and I'm just not sure he's ever recovered from that. So, you know, maybe I moved to another team in the European League will help him adapt. I'm not sure. I, I think the way I look at it is it's probably a loan move to, to eventually sell him on, whether that's to that business floor itself or he comes back and will look for another move. I'm not sure. But I think this might be the end of Jose Fuentes' time at Rangers, which is unfortunate because I think you're right in what you said, Tommy. There was, there was definitely a lot of excitement about the signing originally. I think he was linked for about three or four months before it go over the line. I think Fabrizio Romano was the first person to tweet it in like March or something like that. So there was a lot of build-up to this signing. Um, so it's unfortunate it's not worked out, but like Kale said, I, I wish him all the best. Next one we're going to come on to in the transfers is this. I think everyone at this point is absolutely sick of talking about Rangers' left-back position because there's been so many linked. There's been so many bids for Red Van Yilmaz. We're all sick of it, but I'm going to have to bring it up because there have been a few other developments the last couple of days. And we'll start with, I'm trying my best here in this one. I'm going to go with Hefe. Now, that might be incorrect, and if anyone in the comments wants to call me out on that, but I'm going to go with Hefe. Fabrizio <coughs> um, Romano reported that, that Rangers would agree to deal with the player. He's currently on loan at uh, Apoel Nicosia from Fluminense. I think I read that Apoel Nicosia have a first refusal on the player, so that's maybe why the, the deal's been held up a wee bit. I'm sure that they'll have to be compensated in some way if Rangers are to take the player during his loan spell. Sounds very familiar to that kind of Malik-Tillman deal, not maybe exactly the same, but kind of similar circumstances. On the left-back conundrum as well, I'm going to combine them here. I'll come to you for this first on this, Tommy. Galatasaray, looks like they really are insisting on Ridvan Yilmaz. I think they had another bid rejected yesterday for around €3 million. Euros. You're not going to get Ridvan Yilmaz for €3 million. Euros. Uh, supposedly, the club are looking for about €4.5 million Euros on that one. Where do you stand on this whole left-back debate, uh, debate, should I say? is Would you let Ridvan go if the money's right? You know, are you keen to bring in a new left back in in Hefe? What what's your thoughts on all of this? Uh, I'm going to go with Hefe as well. By the way, I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going to take a different path. There. I'm going to go for Hefe. Right. Hefe, okay. Hefe. Um, uh, I think you need to hit the A hard, Hefe. But um, there we go. My <laughs> Portuguese might might not be as stellar as I I think it is. Um, no, listen. More so, it's Philippe Camon, Niels Coppen, the coaching team have come in and they've looked at it and they've went. Don't quite fancy Borna Barisic. Don't quite fancy Reid Van Yilmaz. That's ultimately what it is. I personally think Yilmaz is one to keep. And if you could cash in on Borna, I would let Borna go if you were bringing in another left-back. Again, um, Hefty is looked at as a loan. And I think you know he is definitely in that conversation in terms of where the club are at looking at players and stuff like that. I mean, I think there's a long, long way to go with that particular one. But um, he's definitely he's definitely in the sights. But the club and the coaching staff and the manager have identified left-back as being an area that needs to be uplifted. Now, again, you could talk about individual players and whether that's, is it somebody to come in and fight with Yilmaz for 
um, for that jersey. But subject to every every player, if somebody pays what we want for them, then we, we cash in. As you say, Galatasaray's bids have been you know, too too low. They don't open the door to their conversation. And so until that point, he's still our player. I don't think there's a lot of interest in Barisic, which is maybe one of the problems as well. But again, I go back to recent comments from the manager and behind the scenes as well, which is the club have got very, very little appetite for players being there who are just running down contracts. They would rather cash in. And that might force a wee bit of a conversation behind the scenes within the football board, etc. of, OK, what level of hit can be acceptable if you're trying to put this discussion? <laughs> because this should be the last iteration where we're taking hits on players because we've now got a new model. But, yeah, long way to go on, on that particular front until we get, again, contingent on people moving out to move in. No, I think that's fair. There's a there's a good comment here, here from Jason Smith. He agrees with you, Tommy. I think it's pronounced hefty. It says although it's probably wrong, but that's two to one. So I'm going to go with hefty as well now because I'm, I'm feeling under pressure here. So Quite I, clearly, I, I, mean I, it. Jason knows his stuff. Quite <laughs> and, I, and I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I usually he's do got a of the plane. Stuff. He's always got a picture of the plane that uh, Cortez is on, evidently, uh, and he's uh, and he's bio. I uh, you can't wait for that signing clearly another interesting couple of comments here actually that I wasn't aware of so um, clearly I'm learning as I go here Apple are, are currently under a signing ban wasn't aware of that um, and Paul McGarrigal says as well Apple have an option to buy but they can't as they have a transfer ban so there you go I wasn't actually aware of that I, I, I felt that they I felt it was one of those situations where you have an agreement with the, the club to buy the player, but the, the player isn't interested in signing. Again, why I compared it to Malik Tillman, unfortunately, he was not interested in staying here. Just on that, though, so what, what that does, though, and I think, oddly enough, I think uh, Fabrizio Romano kind of pointed to this as well in terms of Apoel giving the green light to that one. So they yep. can't sign, which means they don't have the ability to you know backfill. But they've got that loan agreement to the end of the season. So do they want to lose the player early? For us to be able to get them, for example, because they'd have to go that way, or are they saying no? In which case, Rangers will move on to other targets, and you know if they want to fill that in the short term. So that's what I'm saying about being contingent. Sometimes that there is nuances across all of these deals that can trigger it forward. It's not a case that the club aren't pushing on a lot of things, but they are pushing on a lot of things to make sure that they're not bolted into just one player at the last minute of the transfer window. There is a bit more thought behind it this time round. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it was one of those ones, isn't it, where the club are likely to have a lot of deals kind of lined up ready to go and it's that i always talk about this it's like the domino effect isn't it once one's goes everything uh you know fits into place so that's it's always what it's like now in modern transfers because there's so many different parties involved in every single transfer you're trying to line things up there's a good couple of comments just before i bring in andy and your thoughts on this uh kelly 1872 said keep red van and sell in the summer as value will increase i think that's fair as well and the way red van yomas is playing at the moment i'm certain his value will increase because he's absolutely flying um, Westell says as well, I like Yelmaz going forward, better in the ball and a lot more confident. We'd prefer to see Borna go. And Stephen Fay as well says, keep Yelmaz and sell Borna Barisic. The Borna Barisic one, I think you had a good point there, Tommy. I, if I'm another club looking at Borna Barisic, I'm not going to I'm not going to try and get him in January. He's out of contract in six months. But, you know, why, why would you pay a fee? I think you've got to look at it that way as well, don't you? Because if Rangers are in that position, they're likely going to try and a pre-contract and try and haggle that fee down so I, I'm not surprised there isn't a lot of interest in them and I'm keen to get your thoughts as well we spoke about this a little bit off here before we came on what, what's your thoughts on Ridvan Yelmaz would you like him to stay is, is this hefty link not worth it if Ridvan stays in the building what, what do you think 
hundred percent. I would like him to stay. I can see him staying, um, and I can see Borna Barisic being the kind of backup left back until the summer. I don't think there's a, a massive need to rush out and get one, whether it be a loan, whether it be a, a purchase, or a, a loan with the obligation or option to buy. I don't see it massively necessary at all. More than happy for Ridvan to stay from now until May and play the way he's been playing. I have no reason to think he, he won't. I think he offers so much more than Borna Barisic, and more than that, I think he offers more to the striker. If it is going to be Dessers, I just can't see Dessers getting on the end of multiple Borna Barisic's crosses. I just think it makes total sense for, for Ridvan to stay here. Now, he is a sellable asset, as Tommy says. Everybody is a sellable asset. It's going to have to be the right price. And for once, and it's not often it happens to Rangers, he's actually more valuable to us at present, I think, than he perhaps will be to somebody else or financially anyway. Um, if he stays here and we go on to win a treble, for say, we get through another couple of rounds of the Europa League, perhaps even Dublin. Um, his, his value is going to skyrocket. I think it's an absolute no-brainer to keep him. I don't see, and I haven't seen, the, the, the massive rush to get rid of him. He did get a lot of stick, but from what I can really see, the, the, the stick he got, he lost a, a back-post header to Lawrence Shanklin against Hearts at Ibrox. They targeted him, obviously, and folk will target him. I think he's better than that. I think he's, he'll learn from that. He's, he's um, a young player. He's a good player, so I can see him learning from that. Borna Barisic lost many a goal at the back post, so he's he's definitely better than, than him for us at the moment. In my opinion, I would let Borna Barisic's contract run down. No, the manager isn't keen to do that. I would let it happen, reassess this in the summer, and keep Van playing left-back. Borna Barisic is back up. It's just a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I think that's fair, and uh, there's a lot of good points in there. And I think most people in the comments are actually agreeing that we probably keep home hold of Ridvan Yilmaz at this stage. There's one from Cubby Cubster here as well. Uh, love Yilmaz, technically brilliant player. I think, I think for me, what I've always felt about Ridvan Yilmaz, he's always needed that run of games. You've seen it at the end of last season where he got a run of games and he showed his stuff. He's done it again this year. I think, I think there is a player in there. I just wonder if does Philippe come on look at it that hit. That is his left back for the next two or three years, and if and if he doesn't, I can understand why the club are maybe looking at potentially moving him on for a fee. I'm going to ask you both this: just a simple yes or no, right before we move on, because this has been going on so long. I just want to know what your gut feeling is whether Ridvan Yilmaz will be here past the deadline. So, Tommy, I'll go with you first: yes or no? Will Ridvan Yilmaz be a Rangers player? No. Andy, what about you? Yes. Oh, right down the middle. I don't know where I go. I'm going to go with Tommy on this one. I think, I think no as well. I think, I think we will sell Red Van Yilmaz. I think that fee will come in from Galatasaray. I think they're keen to get him, which will be unfortunate. I hope it doesn't happen personally. It's just my gut feeling. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, if, if everyone can get involved in the comments and let us know your gut feeling as well, we can all be. <laughs> Desperately upset if Fred Van Yomas walks out the door. Anyway, the next point we're going to come on to, and I think this kind of ties in with um, Andy at the beginning of the podcast, throwing Shankland's name in there. We're going to have to discuss it. I, I just wanted to talk a wee bit about serial Dessers as part of this. Um, and maybe based on the, the last couple of games, we've seen, you know, that it has been talked for a while. We need a striker. And I, I need to put this to you because it has been said on social media you know, the way Serial Dessers is playing, do we need one? You know, that's three goals in his last three since we returned from the break. There's been a lot of pressure on him as well, you know, with the likes of KMR Roof not been available, Danilo not been available, and, you know, it's been on his shoulders to grab the goals. I think that's eight goals and three assists in the SBFL for Dessers this season. I think it's 12 goals and seven assists in all competitions, which is a really good record, actually, and really surprising when you look at it based on the eye test. You wouldn't expect him to have that, that level of output. Andy, I'll start with yourself on this then. Maybe just give me give me your thoughts on Dessers' form at the moment before we get into the need for a striker. Have you have you been impressed with his his turnaround since we've been back from the winter break? Yes, hundred percent impressed with his turnaround. Um, because it was so bad to turn around from, if you know what I mean, from August to Christmas. Let's face it, it wasn't great. You've seen it on social media. I'm sure we've all said it. it looks like a competition winner. He looks slow. He looks sluggish. We've we've all said it. Um, so to go from that to three and three, playing with a smile on his face, then of course that's a good turnaround. Um, ask me if I think Serial Dessers is a league winning number nine for Rangers. The answer is no. It's going to take more than Dumbarton, uh, Hibs and St. Lern away and three goals to change my mind on that. It's going to take a, a, a lot more prolonged form for that to happen. As it stands, it's great to see. He's a Rangers player, I'll always support him. Um, 
personally, I wasn't one of the ones that booed him. Um, I don't believe in that at all. But as it stands, I don't see him being a league winning number nine. That said, no, we'll get on to that later on. As it stands, no, I don't see him being a league winning number nine. But yes, I'm happy with the turnaround. We'll get on to the rest later. Tommy, what's your thoughts on that as well before we get into to whether we need a striker or who we should target? You know, Dessler's form in general has been really good, I think. Um, he's really, I think he's, I think he's shown there is ability in there. Maybe he's maybe not great to look at sometimes in terms of his technical ability, but he's certainly got an eye for goal. He's shown a lot of that. That that finish yesterday was it was composure to to the balls bouncing. I've seen it plenty of times early on this season in that situation. He would maybe try and bring the ball down. He would you know run into the ball, fall over it, whatever. But yesterday he's done really well. He's taken a touch by the goalkeeper and he's put it in with his left foot. You know, what's your thoughts on his on his current form and, and do you think he'll continue to score goals this season regardless of whether we bring in another number nine? Well, first of all, with composure, I need to give kudos to Andy there. I mean, regular watchers will know that I like to blow up the agenda by getting way ahead of myself and going in tangents. And Andy, Andy stepped in and then stepped back there. That was that was that was incredible to watch. But uh, no, listen, yes, he is. He is playing so much better inside the box and outside the box. Um, his physicality looks better. It looks like he's lasting games better. His runs are, he's right. Exactly, his movement was actually always okay, but he seems to be a bit more um, uh, direct with it and sharp with it. And the players seem to be going with him on that, playing the balls into the channels, letting him pick up, and he is holding it up. Now I go back to the fact that if we didn't have Danilo out and the problems with roof etc., you can maybe say there's a mix in there. Silva's an unknown scoring quantity. Right, and we've just lost Abdelazima's goals as well, and you're not going to see Danilo back anytime soon, as we well know. We also know that Dessers, if we go to like said De Boer, comments and all that when he signed, he's a confidence player, so that's going to come and go, going to wax and wane. And the last thing you want is saying, "Now nah, we don't need maybe another goal scorer with all those injuries," and then his confidence goes when it gets to the really tight end of the season, and you're looking for those games, particularly. You know, in the old firm ones to get you over the line to win more silverware. I'm with this version of Dessers, and I hope he continues to score. It is good record numbers. So, you know, I always want to see a number one for Rangers banging them in. Long may it continue. Do I want somebody else that we can turn to, even if we play a two up top sometimes? I absolutely do. Is that person already in the building? It would become our roof, but he can't be relied upon. Danilo's injured. Silver's unknown. Seema's now going to be injured. I just want that to be a bit of comfort and clarity of uh, another number nine in there, please. Thanks very much. No, jump Andy, in, Andy. Jump in. Jump in, Ross. Sorry to jump in. Yeah, Tommy said something interesting there. He's a confidence player, and that's true. Now, if you look at the Rangers fixture list for the next, I don't know, six, seven weeks, it's actually all right. And there's a lot of games at Ibrox. It's a lot of uh, games against the bottom six. Now, you'll never say they're stick-ons, but they're certainly goal, yeah, games that he could be in scoring goals. Will he build the confidence up? Possibly if he was to score in them, but the old firm game in is it April, early April comes round again. Would you still be confident if he had a, a good record for the next six weeks until then? Would you be confident him leading the line in an old firm game? Let's wait and see. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's fair as well. There's a lot of good comments on this before I come back in to ask you about the, you know, the definitive question who would you like? Do we actually need one, right? Well, we're getting there. Uh, Hugo Bear said, um, Dessers won't score a barrel loads of goals. Uh, David P as well says this is all right for me as a good backup striker. And I think that's probably worth some picking on the now. Do you think the criticism would have been as fierce if Serial Dessers was brought in as a? You remember Antonio Cholak was always brought in as a as a backup striker. Do do you think that is potentially went against Serial Dessers the fees spent and the, and Spoiler. that's the expectation as he's coming in to be that starting striker. Whereas if you if yeah. you take a step back and go, okay, he's maybe not good enough to be a number nine for Rangers every single week. But if you look at those numbers, he definitely can contribute. Is is that, I'll come to you on that, Tommy, is that getting held against him by the support? I think you're spot on. It's uh, to some extent what Sam Lammers went through as well. Yeah. Uh, and they were talked up so much and they were purchases and they were starters and they were going straight in and yeah, it just hadn't happened. But I mean, if he'd been brought in and you go, all of a sudden it's 13 goals and he is, you know, coming into a game, you go, that is pretty decent, but I, I'm not going to duplicate everything you've just said there. I think he is good backup. I don't think he gives a lot of... He's starting to slowly turn people's minds, I actually think. There was no confidence that he would get a lot of goals or that he would break double figures at one point. He's done it slowly but surely, chipping away. Best of luck to the guy. I'd love to see it. You can't, you can't fault his work ethic and his resilience. 
because he's kept going. You know, he's booed at Ibrox. He was the butt of jokes. He was the butt of rival fans' jokes. And he's kept stepping in and he's kept going to the well and he's kept missing chances. And now he's scoring chances. So best luck to the guy. Do I want somebody else? Aye, I do. And I would be happy if it was Danilo. But Danilo's not going to be on the pitch anytime soon. We need somebody. The problem you then get is, what's that look like? Is it a loan that comes in? Right? Is it a, we'll get to, we'll get to Shankland eventually, right? Everybody, everybody wait, right? Just hover over your buttons, right? We'll get to it. But do you want to spend that money in January? Is Shankland the long-term answer for Philippe Clement? Or do you say, I want to take a short-term hit because I've already sent Lammers out and all that type of stuff. And I want to get somebody who I can definitely play in the big games or whatever. And then I do my own clear out in the summer. And that's some of this stuff, you know, that you need to work into those transfers as well, because it's not just as simple as saying, like, there's somebody out there who's a brilliant goal scorer and has been playing regularly, but weirdly they're up for a loan and we can bring them in whilst I've obviously got a permanent striker who is scoring goals and attracting, you know, or making these his fee relevant. It's That's the, the fine line to walk, particularly when you get to that Hearts conversation. No, I think there's a lot of good points in there and I... I actually think there's a good balance in the in the chat tonight that a lot of people are saying about the fees and they think that's maybe went against them. And I think that's completely fair, isn't it? But that expectation of playing for Rangers is always going to be there. So he's got to deal with it. And I, I think he's been able to, the last couple of weeks, show he can deal with it. He's came back. And let's hope he keeps scoring goals. That's the way I'm going to look at it, regardless of whether we bring in a striker. We are about to come on to that. I promise. I promise I'm going to let you both have an opinion on that. Just a, a, a good couple of comments in here as well. Um, Westell says, well done to the Essers on trying to turn it around. I still think he misses too many chances and doesn't offer enough. I think that's fair. Um, Kelly1872 here says, Dessers is no way the answer. We, need, we do need a striker. Dessers has moved on. Uh, Gavin Quinn's got a good comment as well here. He says, my mind has changed a bit in terms of Dessers. think he's settled in better. The manager's brought in Silva till the end of the season. So honestly, I think the club are not interested in a striker at the moment. Definitely keen to get your thoughts on that. And a good a good comment as well here from Chris Cherry. Uh, the guy was booed and laughed off the park at Ibrook, and he's still plugging along. He's shown he has the mentality. He'll be a decent squad option. Not convinced he has been the main man, but fair play to him. And I think that, that's that. I think that is a very fair way to look at it, isn't it? The only guy that's been booed and laughed off the park more at Ibrook is Chris Cherry, right? Is the, is the... That's the point. I'm sure you come back to me in the comments on that. I'll definitely be coming back to you on that. So, Andy, you you mentioned Shanklin at the beginning of the the podcast. You don't necessarily have to say it's Shanklin you're looking for. Maybe as you know, you, I'm I'm now taking it that you definitely believe we need a striker. Anyone in mind other than Shanklin, or is Shanklin just nailed on that you think Rangers should be pushing for before this deadline? I don't have anybody else in mind. No, I don't. Although I would be open to um, if come on was. I would trust him if he was to go and spend even ever so slightly less than you would pay for Shankland on a striker. I would completely trust his judgment on it and buy into it all day long. Um, as it stands for me, as nothing more than a Rangers fan, it's Shankland. It just ticks all the boxes for me. Scottish um, can prove they can do it here. The only thing that is still in the back of my head, um, and it was was at the Edinburgh Derby just prior to the new year, Sure, we all watched it. I certainly did. Until he scored that goal, which is supposed to be by a striker for, of course, he didn't look he didn't look great. Um, now, I'm sure Hearts uh, give you a wee bit of pressure from the stands, but I think we probably do a wee bit more. Would he stick up to that? I think he probably would. Yes, I think it's just a no-brainer for me. It's a complete stick on. You ask any Rangers fan, he's the he's the the the, the man you mentioned. A lot of it I think is confounded with. The fact that we went so far afield, paid so much money for what we've got at the moment. But that was, again, sorry to bring him up, but that was Michael Beale. Uh, Michael Beale's absolute nonsense that he spoke to us about and the trash that he bought for us and spent all our money. Um, so that's really, really on him. I think that is helping cement the fact that we all want Shanklin there. We've tried going abroad, paying the big money. It's not worked out. This boy shows he can do it in Scotland at a high level. Just go and get him. Definitive, definitive. Tommy, what's your thoughts on it? Then is it is it got to be Shankland? You did mention earlier, you you know maybe maybe it could be a loan that Rangers look for. What how how do you look at this one? I'm going to back forward on this one. I have to admit, um, and I I would like Shankland. Do I think it will naturally get done? Not entirely convinced. Um, from the other side of that, you need to remember Hearts have face would be facing their own fans unless they get an incredible fee. 
they'd be facing into their own fans going, we've just sold our, I think, top scorer and our club captain midway through a season as we go for that third place. I mean, Aberdeen are imploding anyway, but you, you know what I mean. So that's a difficult sell for them unless they drive the hardest bargain that they possibly can. Rangers might not want to pay that fee. Again, I go back to some of the commentary. Shanghai's a great goal scorer. He's probably peaking as well in terms of uh, his age and his ability at this moment in time. Is he the long-term option? Do we want to spend that amount of money? Is he going to be the number one choice? Does he fit in a Clermont's set up? Or are you just grasping at somebody who's going to get you goals against other people? Is he going to lead the line at Selig Park and Ibrox in an old firm game? You know, it, That's a question for everybody, including the listeners and watchers. Or do the club have something else in the bag? There are other names in, in there, um, but I know if you're looking at domestic market, it's a good buy, but is he the right buy at the right price? I'm not entirely convinced he is in January. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think something I was thinking about the other day on Shankland, and you know, you can both give me your thoughts on this. Do you think that that if you were bringing Shankland in in January, that it's just all about short term? Because would Rangers fans be happy for Lauren Shankland to be the starting number nine for the next two or three years? I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure that Rangers fans would be comfortable with that. So if you do think that way, are Rangers really going to go and spend three or four million on someone they only see as contributing till the end of it? Well, okay, of course he was contributing after that, but if he's not going to start, right, because three or four million is a big fee. We've just said about serial Dessers, it's a massive fee. That's why the pressure's on him, right? And they expect him to play and score goals every single game. That surely has to, to go against Shankland as well. If you're not convinced he's going to be the long-term striker for Rangers, do the club go and spend that money in this window? That that's the that's the point there that I was I was trying to make as well in terms of if you're if your hearts for a second, with all those things that I just said, there is no way you're signing up unless it's with an obligation to buy at the end of the season, right? There's no way you're signing up to a deal that says this is a loan and you get to send them back at the end of the season, right? It would have, it would have to be such a ridiculous loan fee that you'd probably better just buy them, right? Anyway, so if you are going to do that, then he is long term. And at this price point in January, he does have to be a relative starter. But you've got Dessa starting to fire as well. And does Shankland fit in at that moment? Again, it's it's too easy to say Shankland's scoring in Scotland and therefore he is the absolute must-buy for Rangers. It's too easy to say that. Would he fit? Would he score his goals? Yeah. Do I think it could tip the, the, the title race in our favour? Quite possibly. Will it absolutely happen? Big question mark because there's lots of component parts in there that we've just discussed. Is he the long-term answer? Or are people, and I'm interested from the listeners, are, are they thinking short term? It's just get us this title. If that's what they're thinking, then that's a, a legitimate place to be. But what happens if you bottom at the end of the season? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, there, there's a lot of contrasting comments here. I'm going to actually go through them because they're, they're really interesting. So there's one from RFC72. Shanklin depends on the price. Three million in absolute max is the most I'd go. Um, Stevie one says Shanklin will fire us to the title. 56 incoming says no to Shanklin for me. Doesn't fit the model the gaffer spoke about after Dumbarton. Uh, Kendall says I don't see him being our number nine in the Champions League next year when we win the league. There's maybe a bit of tongue in cheek in there from Kendall. Appreciate that. Um, George A says I don't think Shankland is the answer. So again, a, a, another another one against the signing. And Aaron Hunter says not sure why folk keep hanging on, um, harping on about long term. If Shankland fires us to the title, that's a huge amount of UCL prize money guaranteed at the end of the season to put towards a long-term signings. They're all valid points. Honestly, they are. I can see both sides of this, interestingly. So it's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to, I'm going to actually ask you both again on this. I'm going to, I'm going to give you... This is, this is a good one because you might get clipped. So this will, be, this will be interesting. I'll come to you first, Andy. Will Lauren Shankland be a Rangers player come to the deadline next week? Yes. Your gut? Oh, that's... Bold. <laughs> Tommy, what about you? Do you think the deal will get done? I don't think that one will go over the line. 
I feel like I'm all, I, I'm not deliberately sticking with Tommy here, Andy. I promise you, this is just my honest all right. opinion. All right. um, <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this will. I don't think this will get done either. Unfortunately, I think that's a. Hearts are. I, I keep saying this. Hearts are well entitled to ask for a ridiculous fee. That is, he is their player. He's firing in the goals every single week. There's a lot of interest in them, and I'm sure down south as well. They might not have made an official move yet, but I'm sure when he gets the 12 months left in his contract, there'll be plenty of championship clubs coming in for Lauren Shanklin. So, I think Hearts will sit on it. They'll take their chance. They'll try and bank the the Conference League money if they get third. That's a guarantee. So, yeah. I can see it from their perspective as well. So, I think it will be a difficult one for Rangers to get done. That being said, um, I do believe Rangers will bring in a striker before the deadline. So, it'll be interesting to see who that will be. There's a lot of good comments in here as well. A lot of people, most people are saying their gut instinct that Shanklin won't sign. So, Well, just in case I do get clipped, I just want to also add the clip of, (laughs) if he does sign, I'd be really happy. That's not a problem. So I can can clip that one myself. Look, I I, I love Andy's um, enthusiasm for this and positivity that he's going to be, uh, you know, holding the Rangers shirt at the deadline. That that would be great. I'd love to see that as well. So I I I would love to see it. And I tell you, I wouldn't like to be well, Phil Clement is going to be a long-term answer, he is, but if we don't, and he signs somebody else or doesn't sign anybody, and we don't win the league, you know what's going to get said. Yeah. Yeah, fair. There you go. There's a lot, there's a lot of interesting discussion points around that, but that, no, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that about Shankland. I'm, I'm sure it'll be an interesting deadline as it approaches. There's something I wanted to touch on just as we, we come towards, I think it's around the 45-minute mark for the podcast. I wanted to actually have a chat about John Lundstrom. Guys, I thought um, that was, this was important. We had a discussion upon, upon based on this kind of contract situation at the club. I think it was mentioned after the Dumbarton game where it was with that. Um, and Philippe Clement said, you know, it's a player he wants to keep. But it's, I think it's financial between the club, which, of course, you would always expect in this situation. He really has been immense under Philippe Clement since he came in. It's clear the manager loves him. Maybe didn't have his best game yesterday, but I think he continued to battle in midfield and and he plays a, a wonderful pass again for the goal. I mean, that's two fantastic assists in the last two games from John Lundstrom, which is something I didn't really think he had in his locker, to be honest, that kind of passing range. He also gets a goal at Dumbarton as well, which he was spoken about. He's trying to contribute more towards. Come to you first on this, and Andy, have you, how pleased have you been with John Lundstrom's form? Just in general, under Philippe, come on. And the secondary part to that is, would you give him a contract? Would he be a, sign you, a player you would sign up for next season? I'll answer that first, yes. Based on this, based on the form he's been in, absolutely. Um, it's an absolute no-brainer for me and it's got to the stage now when you, when you name the, the normal back five. It's Lundstrom and and other, which could be Jack, Raskin, Sterling. Personally, I think Lundstrom and Sterling work fantastically well together. I'm, I'm, I'm all happy for that. The, the passes he's played the last two games has is, is been absolutely immense and that's just exactly what he can do. Now, to give him a new contract, it's a it's a big it's a big thing, you know, because there's going to have to be a lot of financial aspects to that. He's not getting any younger. Um, could this be his kind of peak, if you like, perhaps? But as it stands right right now, it's it's definitely definitely worth it, and it's definitely something that we're looking at. I'm, I'm more than sure, um, and I would do it as a no-brainer. It's interesting that he's came onto this type of form since Clown came in, and even more interesting this week to discuss it when Steve Davis is. Is, is just hung up his boots, you know, um, midfielder to midfielder there. I, I see a lot of the goodness in John Lundstrom's game, similar to Steve Davis. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's been in and around for so long. Um, in fact, just to go off on a complete tangent, as Tommy says, that I, I don't do, I was looking through Steve Davis stuff the other day there, and uh, one that always pops up with me, and it's, I think it gets overlooked when you talk about Steve Davis, because there's so much um, as... Remember the header, the header when Lafferty scored in the 37th second down at Kilmarnock to win the league? That was just typical Steve Davis, and I think Lundstrom has got that in his, in his locker too. I can see him just going from strength to strength from now until May, and I think that's very important. He's a very important player for the Rangers, and one that I think, yes, should be really looking to tie down for another contract. Yeah, definitely one of the leaders now, Tommy, isn't he, in that squad? You you looked at James Tavernier and Corey Goldson before John Lundstrom arrived, but I think the last couple of years he's really developed to being one of the leaders in that team. I think Philippe Clement looks at him that way as well. I think there's been spells over his, his time at Rangers, but he has been poor. You know, he has been really poor, what you would expect from a, a you know a player coming from the Premier League, but he really has turned it around to Clement, and it really shows that if he's buying into a manager, you'll get a really different player with John Lundstrom. Yeah, there's something there. And, you know, Philippe Clement does see him as a leader on and off the pitch. Uh, sees him as a really intelligent footballer. 
who can actually get the messages across really simply uh, to people, which a lot of people might not naturally think with John John Lundstrom, you maybe think something different, but from the inside of the dressing room, he's definitely seen as one of those. Uh, I think it's, what is he, 30 in February? I think that's, I think that's oh, right. Uh, you, I, I'm not actually sure on that one. I thought he was older than that, but you, you could be right. I think he, I think he is thirty in, in February. Um, if if I'm wrong there, I'm sure people will, will pick me up in the comments. Please do, but I think he's I think he's thirty in, in February. So you're looking at that right two or three year deal type of scenario takes him towards the end point of where he is with that kind of running midfielder type of scenario. Are you going to get the best out of him? And that'll be factored into some of those financial conversations about what you're offering him. And I think John Lundstrom loves it at the at the club. And you know, kind of wants to stay. It does just have to match up to all the expectations. But I think if he gets the deal and he's there, then he's done well. Because by and large, it's it's not been a completely stellar journey that John Lundstrom's been on with with Rangers. He's had good moments, European run, etc. But there's been a lot of a lot of pretty middling, mediocre performances in there. And if someone can see something and give him that opportunity, I think he should take it, and his representatives should take it. I think it gives us something in the midfield. I think with a bit more youth and energy round about him as well, it allows him to do a little bit more of that style of play in terms of pinging balls out and adding that to his game and showing people what he can do. So, yeah, again, always the same. I sound probably pretty, pretty trite with that, but at the right price point, I would keep him in the squad for another couple of years. It just has to make sure that he's not trying to overinflate what he thinks he's worth or indeed trying to break any structure that we have there from the wages because we could we could get somebody who could do a similar job. Yeah, I think it comes down to that one. If the manager loves him as a player, then you're at that point, aren't you? You just back the manager, don't you? If the, if Philippe Clement wants to keep him in the I club, you, you're happy to accept right. it, which is, it's came a long way because I think at the beginning of this season, most would have said, probably just let John Lundstrom run down his contract and move on. But we've seen how important a player he can be. So there's a lot of good comments in there as well. Um, Cubby talking about the pass yesterday. Lonnie pass for Dessers finish was superb. Completely agree. Um, David P, my take on Lundstrom is that if uh, Clement wants him to do what he can do to keep him, depending on it making sense for us financially, which is what you were spoke about there, Tommy, that that is obviously important. The club are not going to break the wage structure for any player. They've always spoken about that and they're going to stick to that. Um, and Pete Lawrence says it's like a switch is flicked in Lundstrom's head. He's hungry and determined. And I think I think you can see that. I, I remember reading something on Twitter. I think it was like maybe last week. And do you remember that instance? I, th I think it was maybe away at Perth last year in St Johnston, where Lundstrom went to pass the ball to Sakala, and it was just a bit of miscommunication, and Lundstrom threw his arms up in the air, and, and St Johnston, and they, they they ended they ended up scoring like a twenty five yarder or something like that, right? So of course it's one of those goals you got, but the 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 build up to that was so poor, and that that was a completely different John Lundstrom who had completely lost his head at that point, did not believe in what he was doing. Um, and I think it's good to have him back on side. And, and clearly there is a really, really good player in there. So, yeah, I, I'd like him to stay as well. I think if Clement is going to really try and build his own side, which, of course, he's going to try and do it as a manager, it's good to have people in there that have been there for a while. So, uh, you know, a Tavernier, a Goldson, a John Lundstrom. I'm looking at a Jack Butland as well. They're, they're going to be really important in that dressing room to build, especially when you're bringing in, you know, a Diamonde, Cortez that's linked you know, there, there's young players coming in. You need that around them. So I think that would be a really good bit of business from Rangers if you can keep them. It's the last also, thing I just want to... Yeah, jump in, Andy. It's also worth mentioning that the AGS with a new contract uh, puts them into that category of player that in not so long, really, you're going to have to look at the place in Lundstrom, Goldson, Tavernier, all these players, very similar age and very, very important players will all need to be placed at roughly the same time. It's, a, it's another thing to look at as well. Yep, absolutely. You're bang on. There was just one thing I wanted to to touch on before we finished tonight, and it was it was just on just on the performance from Rangers yesterday. I thought it was a real you know hard fought victory. They had to really dig in to get the three points yesterday. Probably slightly fortunate to go in, you know, one 0 up at the break. I thought St Mirren done really well. They built into the game and they had a, they had a good couple of chances. They, I think it was. Uh, the boy alone from Celtic, Quan. I think he should probably score when it comes to the edge of the box, and he just gets under it. Um, now that that is nine clean sheets in fourteen games for Clement in the league, so it's clearly something he is focusing on. He clearly feels that's something to build on. Tommy, I'll just get your thoughts on that then quickly. In terms of is that is that a really good sign for for a Flip Clement team that he he can really equip the team to deal with any sort of scenario? You know, you know, the two games this week have been very different. 
Hibs was a very, very open game. Both teams trying to play. St Mirren was, I think St Mirren tried to play, but the conditions made it very, very difficult to actually play some good football. But Rangers were still able to grind out a result. Is that really important in a side, especially when you're going for a title? Yeah, personally feel St Mirren could have had an argument that they, they deserved a point, actually, the way they yep, responded after that's they scored. Um, yeah, listen, that's it. We're in a title race. It's the end of January. You're in the trenches away from home. St Mirren have got their tails up as well. You've managed to get one goal. It's all, you know, not back to the wall stuff. We were in it and all that. We could have scored more as well. You come away with three points. You're still in the title race. That That's it. It's just getting yep. all those points and then we can have those games where we've got the big expanse of football when you know, Celtic Rock up to Ibrox and all that type of stuff as well. Right now, just keep banking the points because other people might drop theirs. That's it. Just keep putting the pressure on whenever we can. We've fallen down in that way in the past. I don't think we're naturally going to do that under Philippe Clement. So, yeah, not delighted with the performance, delighted with the points. Andy, what about, what, what's your thoughts on that as well? Just a really gritty performance yesterday from Rangers, but just important in a title race that, you know, when you when you don't play well, you can still battle out to, to get those three points. So important, very, so important, in, especially at the end of January, away from home, just after the winter break, all these things combined um, make it very nervy as a Rangers fan going into games. Um, when you look at the, the, the January window or sorry, the Christmas break, coming back from that, it's not always easy. So to go Easter Road and St Mirren on a pitch which isn't going to be the best, the conditions weren't the greatest, personnel has changed dramatically, we see my getting injured, um, out with our control, um, so many things going against us. To come away from that with a 1-0 gritty performance speaks volumes, absolute volumes, and bodes well, I think, for now until May, and probably more so the fact that it was Dessers that got the winning goal. Um, he scored 12 goals. I think that's the first time he scored the winner. Um, I think that's very, very important for him, for the fans to turn more towards him. I think that can't be underestimated as well. Um as much as the game was poor, some performances were possibly below par. The result itself, and for what it does, it's magnificent, absolutely magnificent. And listen, six points from six from Easter Road and St Burn away at the end of January. Take it all day long. Yeah, tough places to go. Get the six points. That's what it's all about. I thought there was a really interesting comment from Stephen Robinson after the game yesterday saying that the difference in the game was that they didn't have a serial Dessers. Now, imagine... A manager had said that two or three months That's ago. It. You would have been like, <laughs> you, you, you would have been able to believe it, would you? It started before we get or came into the winter break in a title race, or it would have disappointed yeah. from getting, you know, um, December, but started it in a title race, looking towards the end of January, still in a title race. That's it. That's exactly what you want, right? Pressure starts to get ramped up, and then it's all about who can get the best deals over the line before the window shuts, and then who can see it out in the stretch. Right? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yep, sounds good to me. The title race is most definitely on and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season after those two results. I think that's a really good place to leave the podcast tonight. It's a really positive way to leave it, actually. Sometimes I've been on this, it's been quite negative, so I'm, I'm thankful that we can leave it in a positive place. Uh, just remember, everyone, you can follow us on all the, the usual social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I've said Twitter there. I know it's X, but I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. Um, if you missed the podcast live, remember you can listen back on all the popular podcast platforms. If you enjoy the content as well, Please consider subscribing to the channel. Liking the video really, really helps us out. I think it's about 60% of the people that watch our stuff don't subscribe. So if you could click the button, it really, really helps us. And we, we definitely appreciate that. We'll be back on Wednesday with a warm-up podcast. If there are any transfer developments before then, we will definitely be back to the react to them. So keep your eyes peeled on, on our channel. Stay tuned because we'll definitely have a lot of reactions to those signings. Less hope Rangers are busy towards the window that we've got a lot to, to react to. And it's just left for me to thank my guest now. Tommy, thank you. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And, uh, have a nice evening to the listeners and watchers. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Andy, thanks for your time. Good to have you back on. Anytime. And just to reiterate what you said there, Ross, the last three I've been on with you have all been very, very <laughs> negative. Uh, <because laughs> of um, you, you had, I think you had that kind of badge for a while as the negative host. Uh, yeah. I was on it three times with you, so it's been great to have a finally a positive one with you. We enjoyed it. Yeah, that's not what yeah, you called in the, in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely stuck with me. I definitely seem to always get pinned with the negative ones, but I'm glad I was on a positive one tonight. I definitely appreciate that. And yeah, thanks everyone for getting involved in the comments. That was really good tonight. Really enjoyed everyone's input. And we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.